Hey guys, welcome to Electronic Dance Money, your number one business resource for making money as electronic musicians and producers. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Electronic Dance Money. As always, I'm your host, Christian Casito. I hope you guys are all doing really well on the day that you're listening to this, wherever the hell you are, wherever it may be. I know I'm definitely doing pretty well, but um, I'm excited for this episode because this is a topic that I've been getting deep into for myself probably over the last year or so and i feel like i'm in a pretty good position to um start talking about this topic i know i've i've probably mentioned some stuff in the past definitely certain things on different episodes but um today we're really gonna be we're we're diverging from what the usual talk is about um you know usually we discuss things that are related to the business side of the industry and, um, you you know, things that you can be doing right now that will help you with either producing more music better or working on marketing so that when you release a track, it can get to the right audience in the right format and reach as many people as possible. Um, And then, you know, we also talk about some of the more subtle business stuff with systems and just general ideas of how you can make yourself more efficient and better. And today's topic is really lined up with that with that latter statement, which is how can you make yourself more efficient and more better? Um, You know, fuck all of the marketing stuff and business stuff that's going to make your product or yourself look better and perform better. Let's talk about how we can make you perform better, um, feel better, and in turn, you will then look better. And through that, a lot, a, a lot of, you're going to have a lot of realizations on things that you, I, I believe you will have a lot of realizations on some of your beliefs, what you hold near and dear to your heart and in the direction that you want to take. The issue with that is that it takes a lot of fucking work and a lot of time. And in order to do that, though, you have to get get yourself set on a specific path to make yourself better. You want to make yourself better. So if you don't want to make yourself better, if you don't want to be a better producer, a better human and live a healthier lifestyle, then fuck this episode, skip to the next one and forget about it because it it's, this will be worthless to you. But those of you that are in that mindset where you realize that there are things, um, that you can apply that you can do now that don't include working with other people or sitting at a computer all day, that will just make you feel better, be better, and perform better. And so today is really all talking about health and wellness and how can you make yourself a a better, a better version of you tomorrow. Now this might sound fucking cringy or, um, what's the fucking word? Um, cliche, it might sound cliche, but 
this is all shit that fucking works. And you know, if, if, if you've listened to all what we're on episode 94 now, I think 94 or 95, if you've listened to all 90 episodes of this podcast, I would assume, and I think it's a good estimation, a good assumption that, I, that you probably trust me, <laughs> and I hope you do. And if that's the case, then you're, those of you that do trust me, you're probably going to try to apply some of these things. Some of them may work, some of them won't, um, but I think most of them will work, and they'll, they'll do wonders for you. Um, and the reason why I'm kind of prefacing it that way is that this is, like I said, this is all stuff that I've been working on for probably the last one to two years. And I can tell you about all the benefits that it's brought me. And I think if, if I can bring those to the table, it's going to help you decide what things you want to apply, um, try out. And, you, you know, just like all the things we talk about with marketing, you don't know if something's going to work unless you unless you test it out and test it for a while. And that applies to every single thing that we're talking about today. Um, anything we may discuss, you might kind of roll your eyes and go, OK, yeah, whatever. And that's OK. You can do that. But I don't think it's I don't think it's fair to give that assumption or that judgment without having tried it and tested it for a while. And by, by a while, I mean, you know, a good month or two of discipline and discipline's going to be a big part of this episode. You know, I've been on a big discipline kick with the last uh, handful of ep- episodes and that's going to continue on because I think discipline um, now more than ever, I've realized discipline is everything. And I've, I've, I've had that mindset for a while, but um, discipline has become a big part of my life and just you know, fighting that person inside my head that tells me, ah, you can sleep in a little bit longer. The bed is warm. Fuck that. No, get the fuck up. Let's work. So, um, and I don't want to get too Gary V on this. Now I, I do love Gary V, but the, um, you know, the hustle hard and fuck everything else mindset can be, can be pretty toxic. So, um, I don't want to go into those depths, but there is, you know, there's, there's a part of that. That is true. Like you do, have to have somewhat of that drive of like, you know, fuck this shit. I need to keep pushing forward, keep working uh, to make sure that I can get to the goal that I want to finish. There is a part of that, that hard work aspect. So, um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of health and wellness. And and the first thing, first topic we're going to get into is probably something that has been crammed down all of your fucking throats since you were in elementary school. And for some of you, you may hate it. Um, that's okay. But it is, I think it's vital to the success of just about everyone. I'm not going to say 100% without a doubt that this, you know, exercise is the answer for everyone because there's plenty of people out there that are wildly successful that are not the healthiest people that don't work out at all. Um, does that mean that you should go down that route? Probably not. Probably not. Remember the survivorship bias episode with Mike Vaughn back on episode shit. What was it? Episode 87. I think just because something works for someone doesn't mean it's going to work for you and vice versa. So, and you can take this into account with exercise, like just because exercise 
works really well for someone else doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you, but I guarantee it will. Exercise almost all always how benefits you in some way. Um, and many of you, I'm sure, struggle with a lot of anxiety and depression. And I mean, prob there's two things that you can do right now to really start curbing that stuff without resorting to some sort of pharmaceutical drug or anything like that. I mean, actually, I'd argue there's three things. You know, a healthy body is a healthy mind. It's It's a proven scientific fact. You can look at endless study after study that when you exercise, it decreases anxiety and depression. Um, it increases your metabolism, increases endorphins and dopamine and all of that good stuff that makes you feel good. All of that is flushed out when you're exercising and when you're at your, your peak health in terms of fitness. And through that stuff, is where you're going to get your mental clarity. It's going to allow you to perform better in the studio. You're going to think of ideas in a more streamlined, it makes sense sort of way where you can focus, write better, and, and go through sessions longer. Many of you probably want to write longer. Many of you probably struggle with sitting for two hours and writing a full track without looking at social media or your phone or or walking away and going and get something to eat, something like that. I, I would argue most of you struggle with that sort of thing. When you look at the benefits that you get from exercise, this is one of the things that, that you can directly correlate with focus and attention is just making sure you're getting good exercise. Now, what does exercise look like for you? That's, that is where we can get into you know, a, a five hour long conversation on what the best type of exercise is for me for a while. You know, I've told the story about how Noah Neiman and myself, Dr. Neiman got really close. We got really close together through lifting. That was a really, that was a big hobby of ours that we enjoyed doing. And we started lifting together as partners and it, we just, we grew a really strong bond through that. So for myself, I really love to lift weights, but then I also love doing jujitsu, which is kind of my cardio thing. Um, but there's a lot of mental focus stuff and meditation stuff that I'll get into later with, ju with jujitsu. But those are the things I love. I'm not a fan of running. You know, there, people talk about a runner's high and how much they love running, and there's nothing that beats a runner's high. And I, I can understand what that experience is like through other things I've done like jujitsu. And again, I'm going to dive into jujitsu a bit more. Um, it, yeah, maybe I'll get into that before we get to the next section. But the point is, is you got to, and this might be, if, if you're someone that is not a fan of exercise, it's very possible you just not, you just have not found the exercise that you really enjoy. It could be walking. It could be, fuck, it could be ice skating. It could be it could be boxing. It could be lifting weights. Who knows what the hell it is? And again, I'm going to point back to the marketing analogy that we've talked about so many fucking times with marketing. You have to test many different ways of marketing something until you find something that works and then, you know, put the pedal to the metal, push on the gas and and floor it exercising a lot of the times is the same way. You have to 
try out these different methods of exercise. Shit, it could be swimming, right? You could you could really hate running, hate martial arts, hate lifting, but you love swimming. And if that's the case, start trying to fucking swim a mile a day. Now, obviously, you want to ease into it, do a quarter mile the first day, a week later, do half a mile, a week later, do three quarters, and then eventually you'll be able to start doing a mile a day. Doesn't matter. The point is, is that this, whatever type of exercise it is, is going to get you to feeling better every single day and be able to focus and put your put your real mental energy towards the things you love and the goals that you're trying to achieve. So through that decrease of anxiety and depression and the increase in mental clarity, um, endorphins, all that stuff, that's gonna that's what's gonna help you to be able to start to I mean, get more discipline for sure with your songwriting, but also to set up some sort of schedule so that you can really start getting the work done that you've been avoiding for months, if not years, you know, which could be the sound design sessions, the sample creating sessions, the marketing planning, um, all of that stuff. One other thing I, that I, I think is pretty important to point to as well is a lot of like supplementation stuff that people avoid that, you know, you may be doing all the exercising stuff, but you still don't really feel the way you think that you should feel and the way that people talk about how you should feel after you exercise. And I think supplementation is a big part of that. You know, if you're not getting enough protein, this is this might be more specific to like weightlifting. When you're weightlifting, you're exerting so much tremendous energy and you know, you're ripping your muscles apart so that they can regrow. The thing that all those muscles are feeding on are stuff like amino acids and proteins that they need to regrow stronger and build up. And so if you're not getting enough of those micro or macro nutrients, um, you know, like um, amino acids or or protein, then that can that can really drain you and you're not giving your body the supply of food that it needs to then recover from all of the strenuous activity activity that you've been doing. Supplementation for a lot of things is going to just overnight. Well, I wouldn't say overnight. You know, within a few weeks, you're going to notice a significant difference. One of the I, I one of the most important things to supplement starting now, you know, put this fucking podcast on pause, go drive to your nearest CVS for those of you that are in the US, play the podcast and go pick up some fucking vitamin D3. Um, you really want to get around 5,000 IU per day. If you're orally ingesting, that's where you're getting the most benefit from the studies that um, that I've seen and from the people that I've heard discuss this sort of thing. So around 5,000 IU vitamin D3, vitamin D3 is the thing that you're getting from the sun. Thousands of years ago, tens of thousands of years ago, when humans were, you know, hunters and gatherers, most of our day was spent in the sun. So our body was able to develop this, this re gathering this resource from the sun, which was vitamin D3 that, that plays a major role in so many parts of your brain and your body two of the biggest health benefits that you're going to get out of that is immune support and also helping with depression and anxiety significantly and most of us today a a major major percentage of us today are extremely vitamin d3 deficient 
And of course, that makes sense, right? If we're all working office jobs or just jobs in general in inside, then we're not we're not exposed to the sun. Maybe some of us get outside for probably 30 minutes per day. That is nowhere near the amount of vitamin D3 that we should be exposed to that our skin absorbs and is able to put that into our system and function the way it's supposed to. So just supplementing with something like a vitamin D3 is sig- going to significantly help you in the long run with with anxiety, depression, mood, mood stabilizing, as well as um, a- immune support. Now, I want to preface as well. Maybe I should have prefaced this at the fucking very beginning, but I am obviously not a fucking doctor. And a lot of you are going to be taking my word at this sort of stuff. So I will be providing a lot of resources in the show notes, probably more than I ever have before, so that I can show you guys all the things that I'm talking about in this episode and how they relate and how they can actually help you out. Head to enviousaudio.com slash episode 94 to check out all that stuff. But let's keep carrying on. So supplementation is a big part of the things that I do every day to help with. I mean, magnesium, that's another one that a lot of people are deficient in that helps out a lot with mood. So I'm taking a, I'm taking vitamin D3 and magnesium to help with a, most of my immune support and also helping with mood. But then all, obviously also a multivitamin. Like most of us are not getting those mi- micronutrients that we need every single day, all those little vitamins to really help out with just the way our body is supposed to and meant to function. And that's not because you're doing anything necessarily wrong. That's just like the world we live in. Like we've built this comfortable lifestyle and through that comfortable life lifestyle, we're, we're paying, we're paying that tax and our body's not getting what it needs to get. Going back to the exercise thing too, you know, even if you can't, let's say you can't get a gym membership to go lift weights. Um, there's not a track for you to run that's nearby. Um, you you can't afford a boxing membership or a jujitsu membership, right? If you're at a very limited supply of physical activity that you can actually do, at least get the fuck out and walk for you know a mile a day. Get your steps in. That alone is going to help you out a bunch. And you know, it, for those of you who have the same thought process as myself, where it's a struggle to get up and do anything other than work on the goal that you're trying to achieve. So you know, many of you are music producers. You want to be big producers that might be touring the world and releasing music, and you have fans. And so it's it's really difficult to do anything outside of whatever is related to that topic. One of the best things that you can do is find podcasts like this or audiobooks, right? Many of the books that I've mentioned, you can head to enviousaudio.com slash booklist to check out the booklist for this show where I provide all of the links to all of the books I've ever talked about on this show or guests that have talked about books. You can head there, click on a book link download an audiobook or download podcasts and go walk for an hour and listen to an audiobook and listen to a podcast so you can do both both things at once and there have been studies that have been done where the physical activity of just walking 
while you're studying some topic or studying something helps you retain that information better. So there is a thing about the physicality of exercise or light exercise like walking and aerobic exercise that can really help with some more of those mental clarity things as well as retaining some more information, which we're going to get into because there's, I mean, there's, there's so many parts of the recovery phase of exercise that is vital to this idea of becoming more effective and becoming more productive and retaining information and be able to apply that information, which is the next section of the podcast is all about recovery. Recovery is probably the most important part of exercise. Arguably, it's what allows you to get up the next day, exercise better, perform better, and feel better. Without adequate recovery, you're going to lack, your your exercises are going to lack. You're not going to see as much growth. And and this applies the same way through your music production stuff. The idea of making sure that our body is healthy so that our mind is healthy is what's going to help us perform better in the studio. If you don't fucking believe me, challenge yourself, discipline with some of this stuff, do it for three months, and tell me if you're a better producer or not. Um, I think most of you would probably be a, a much, much, much better producer by applying some of these techniques today and having some discipline and following through with them as much as you possibly can. So what's involved with recovery? Well, we've already talked about one thing that can kind of be involved with recovery. You know, it's not 100% recovery, which is, you know, the supplementation stuff, making sure you're getting enough protein, getting all of your your micronutrients and all of your vitamins that you need to be taking. That that is you, you could argue that's a part of recovery, but it could also maybe be a part of exercise. Um, but there's there's other things that are a part of recovery that are just as, if not more important. Sleeping. That's gonna be the number one thing that we're gonna be talking about um with with recovery today is most of you probably don't get enough sleep. I have I have that that was probably if we're talking about just strictly health and wellness the number one thing that i've applied to my life for probably oh man almost all the way back to high school i think almost 10 years is sleep is making sure that i'm getting 8 hours of sleep every single day and at this point i really do feel like i've trained myself to make to 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 need that adequate sleep to make sure that I am as rested as I possibly can so that I can function throughout the day. Now, that being said, I'm not a morning person. Um, And that's okay if you're not a morning person. But all that I've done to make sure that I could be a morning person, you know, if I need to wake up early enough is just that I get the amount of hours of sleep that I need every night. For me, it's about eight hours. I can function on seven to seven and a half. Seven is like pushing it for me, but eight hours is perfect. Now, if I go nine hours, it feels the same way as seven hours where I'm just not, I'm I'm not firing on all cylinders and feeling great and feeling like I can tackle the day. I feel like I'm at 
my best throughout the day uh, when I've gotten a good eight hours of sleep where I'm sleeping in my bed that is not overused, you know, and by that I mean that the bed is not more than eight years old. If the mattress is more than eight years old, you probably need to get a new mattress, break that baby in, and you'll be getting even better sleep and really good restful sleep that gets you in a REM, REM state. Um, things that can fuck up your sleep, even if you are getting enough hours, but you still feel like shit when you wake up, right? You feel like you didn't get enough sleep. You feel like you're groggy, all that stuff. Sleep apnea. If you've ever been told that you've snored through the night, Go do a fucking sleep study. Seriously. I cannot tell you how important that is for so much of your health. Sleep does sleep is everything for you. It helps with your recovery. It, it helps with depression, anxiety, endorphins, dopamine. It helps you retain information better, reduces all that stress that you may be feeling. If you're not getting enough, enough sleep, your body will stop functioning the way it needs to function. That that shit will send you down a chaotic spiral that you usually cannot stop, and it's fucking bad. So getting enough sleep is vitally, vitally important. Um, and the one thing that can cause you to not have enough sleep is sleep apnea. And a lot of sleep apnea can be caused if if you're overweight, if your jaw is not aligned right in your mouth, it could cause sleep apnea. And with sleep apnea, you can actually cause bad grinding, which is what I've actually um, come across over the last year. And with bad grinding of your teeth, your teeth will get fucked up, get cavities easier, um, start getting like holes in your teeth and like a whole nightmare of stuff. And so not only do you feel like shit when you wake up, but then you have to go throughout the day with like tooth pain and there's probably nothing worse than goddamn tooth pain at least for me i fucking hate tooth pain i hate anything associated with teeth that is not good like getting it i love getting a cleaning from the dentist but anything that's associated with giving me real like nerve pain in my teeth i hate it drives me crazy um and the thing about sleep apnea is that it's like shutting down the breathing. It shuts down your breathing. So you're not getting enough oxygen for your into your brain. So through snoring, like you can skip breaths and it can actually cause it can cause a whole bunch of stuff. Heart disease is one of them. It can cause weight gain. Um, it can cause anxiety, depression, stress, all that stuff, because you're not getting into that restful sleep that you need. For your body and your mind to recover so if you think that you may be snoring at night go get a sleep study done and there's a couple of options that you actually have um when you if you find out you do have sleep apnea for me i have minor sleep apnea um and with that it can be fixed with either a cpap machine or i can get what which is what i got uh, a mouth guard that mouth guard that actually pulls my jaw forward um, and it allows me to get better adequate breathing. So I put in a mouth guard every night, it adjusts my jaw, and then I have to readjust my jaw in the morning with another, um, another dental device. And so I wanted to go with that before a CPAP machine, but I think I may need to get the machine. And, um, I will say like my snoring has reduced 
my my sleep has gotten better my mental clear everything has gotten better since i did that sleep study and i actually started to you know do the things that the doctor told me to do so not to mention like sleep helps with your immune system as well like that's a big part of sleep too again if you're not like the sleep phase is a giant recovery phase for your entire body if you're not getting enough enough sleep after doing a big long day of exercise like for me yesterday, I lifted at noon for about an hour, and then around 6 p.m., I went to jujitsu for an hour and a half and rolled for an hour and a half. So, like, that is a long, strenuous day of, you know, two and a half hours of hard exercise activity. I need to make sure I get a full, full night's rest. Otherwise, my muscles are not going to recover well. My mind isn't going to recover well. My immune system was under a lot of stress because I was, you know, I was doing these high intensity activities. And so if I don't get enough rest, my immune system isn't going to be able to recover from that. And that can cause me to get sick. Um, You know, if I get some sort of bug from the mats at jujitsu, some skin infection that can affect, you know, if my immune system isn't up to date or yeah, I shouldn't say up to date is a weird way to put it, but it's it's not. My immune system isn't at 100%, you know, if I'm not if I'm not supplementing with vitamin D3 and magnesium and I'm not getting enough sleep, well, all of a sudden my immune system is going to get shot and a skin infection become can become something that is far far worse than it should be. So all of these things play a vital vital role in the way that you can perform. Tons of studies have been done that really show that sleep can can help you retain anything you've done throughout the day. So let, let's paint a quick picture. You're a producer. Um, you're trying to figure out how to write the best track you possibly can. You watch 10 YouTube videos a day. You apply some things over others um, and you work on a track, maybe some sound design stuff and you just do your general work that you do for music production to tr- to try to make yourself better than you were yesterday. Um, now, let's say there's two producers here. You do all that stuff. That's, you know, let's call that person Steve. And then there's Joe that does the exact same thing. Steve goes to bed at 10 p.m., wakes up at between 6 or 7 p.m. and gets a full night of rest. Steve is going to be able to go into the studio and remember all the things he did previously and keep applying them day after day in the right way that he should to then grow as a producer. Joe, who maybe goes to bed at midnight or one in the morning and wakes up between seven and eight a.m., is probably not going to more than likely not going to retain all the information throughout the day over time. Joe is going to be a worse producer than Steve over time. And slowly, if Joe and Steve are friends, Joe is going to notice that Steve is doing way better across the board than he is. And he's going to wonder why. Well, like, what is the thing that I'm missing? Well, let me look at his production. I'm doing the same sort of production stuff that at least I think I am. Well, the issue is that Steve. Joe's not retaining all the things that him and Steve have been learning over the years. And if he's not retaining it, he's not going to be remembering certain things. He's not going to be making the right motions. He's not going to make the right mixing decisions. 
He's just the clarity is not going to be there. And so Steve is over time is going to far exceed what Joe was doing the entire time. And that's just through one thing, which is this, this apparatus of sleep, like getting enough sleep throughout the day. There's a big difference for even for me, for me, I am not a fucking morning person. If you tell me I have to wake up at five in the morning, I'm going to be upset about it. It's going to be a fucking thing and I'm going to be miserable. Um, and especially if it's like out of my sleep schedule, like if I go, I usually go to bed between 10 and 11. And if I have to wake up at five, that's not within my sleep schedule. And so I'm not going to be able to get into bed quick enough. Um, and if I'm not into bed quick enough, that means that I'm going to get less sleep. I'm not going to get that restful sleep. I'm going to be fucking miserable at five in the morning, but there's a big difference between me being completely miserable in the morning and that lasting maybe 30 to 45 minutes or undersleeping and lasting the same amount. So like if I go to sleep at an adequate time, get my full eight hours, the first 30 minutes suck of waking up. It always does. But my energy level and productivity throughout the day can be stretched out far more than if I were to get six hours and wake up at the same time. It's difficult to get up. It's difficult to stay up. It's difficult to keep performing tasks efficiently. And it's difficult to not want to just go lay down and nap for an hour. Um, and even then, those naps don't even really do anything for, for me. Usually, they just make me feel more tired. So sleep is such a big part of recovery. The other part of recovery that I've really been applying recently, which I, I, I implore you to try out. It is fucking difficult. One of the most difficult things I've done, but I've noticed a significant increase in my productivity, in my mental clarity, in my focus, in my happiness, and just, just, just being present with the moment. And that's fucking ice baths and cold showers. They are miserable. They're not something you really want to do after a hard workout. It's really something you want to do outside of that. So hours after a workout or early in the morning, um, man, what I've been doing and I've actually built, you guys have probably seen this on my story. If you follow me at envious audio on Instagram, but I built a little ice bath, um, area in my backyard. So every morning I wake up around, I've been waking up around six forty-five or so, um, I take all of, I have just, you know, bottles of water that I, a case of bottle, a, a case of bottled water in my freezer, take all of those, throw them in the ice bath, cool it all down, throw some extra ice in from my ice maker. And then I fucking get in it and I sit there and I work on breathing for about 10 minutes or so. It is miserable for the first I, uh, first minute or two it's miserable after that it starts to get relaxing but there are a lot of studies that are actually starting to be done that show i mean it, it's a known fact that ice baths really really help for body recovery for muscle regeneration and getting bl new blood flow pumping through everything through your entire circulatory system um, so it helps with 
the exercise stuff. But what I'm more fascinated with right now is the mental stuff through through ice baths. And I do some cold showers occasionally. If I can't do an ice bath, I'll do a cold shower and I implore you, you know, if you can't do an ice bath, because, you know, sometimes the barrier to entry is a little expensive and also you might not have enough ice and it sucks to go spend five to ten dollars of ice per day to do an ice bath, but um a cold shower can give you a relatively same result. Definitely helps. It's better than nothing. The mental side of doing ice bath. I love a great challenge. I've talked about discipline for a while now. I love trying new things and being disciplined about it and the challenge and overcoming my mind. And that's a big part of this ice bath stuff is the challenge of like getting the fuck in an ice bath that sucks. It's fucking cold. It's 40 degrees and you're miserable. But that focus on that mental clarity, the amount of endorphins and dopamine that are just dumped out during this high stress period is ridiculous, especially getting out and talking about the circulatory system and anxiety with anxiety. What happens when you're in this anxious state is your blood pressure starts to rise. Your heart starts pumping and beating and you get stressed and you can feel your heart racing when you do an ice bath or a cold shower. You're mimicking the same sort of thing where you're increasing your blood flow, you're increasing the stress on your body, but your mind is there to really control a lot of that situation, especially through breathing methods. You can kind of calm that stuff down. But when you're doing this, you're getting that new blood flow in that regenerative state and you're dumping out a bunch of dopamine at the exact same time. So Obviously, you don't want to get yourself into an anxiety-ridden state constantly because a high blood pressure is not good overall for your health, but a a short-term cold shower or ice bath can really help out with a lot of that anxiety and depression stuff that we've we've talked about. Not to mention, man, do I feel awake and ready to tackle a day. Far better than when I have a cup of coffee. An ice bath wakes me up much more than a cup of coffee. An important point to make here is that breathing exercises are a really big part of those ice baths or cold showers is focusing on the breathing to calm yourself down. So to put yourself in that high stress state and then calm yourself down is really what what is the best method through cold showers and ice baths. The Wim Hof method is the most famous. if you don't know who Wim Hof is, he's this dude from the Netherlands and he does crazy I I don't know I don't even want to call them stunts, but he can withstand like polar ice caps. We're talking about the polar ice caps, dipping himself in the ice water and fucking sitting there for 10, 20, 30 minutes without any issue. No hypothermia, nothing. And that's all done through this breathing. And he's done a shit ton of studies on his Wim Hof method of breathing exercises and then applying it in ice baths. And through some of his studies, they they had, you know, they had a test group, a control group, just normal person that they put in this like wetsuit contraption thing that they could run cold water through or warm water so they could fluctuate people's temperature 
And on this graph, they show that people, when they ran, they could show skin temperatures, essentially. And when they ran cold water through it, the people's, uh, the, the control group, their, their skin temperature dropped. When they put warm water through, their skin temperature increased. They did. They had Wim Hof go through the same thing without his breathing exercises, and he followed about the same graph as them. They, you know, when they pump cold water, he his skin temperature would get cold. Warm water, his skin temperature would get warm. Then they had him apply his breathing exercises, and his skin temperature stayed nearly the exact same the entire through the entire study. It's fucking crazy what he was doing just with these breathing exercises. So a lot of these ice baths are applied with the Wim Hof breathing method, and it really helps you get into this meditative state, focus on your breathing, um, exert all that stress out of you, and just get yourself into this kind of recovery method of just maintaining and being content with where you're at. And the benefits that come after that far exceed just about anything else you could possibly apply. So I don't want to keep cramming the Wim Hof method and ice bath stuff down your guys' throat throats. I'm going to have the show notes on the show notes. I'm going to have all the stuff that I'm talking about with videos and articles that you guys can start looking into and applying in your life see if it works and if it helps by guarantee all this stuff it probably will help you be a better producer our our goal here with this episode is to help give you more focus more attention be able to retain information more and be able to seize the fucking day and make yourself a better producer tomorrow and do the same thing the next day you can't really do that or let's say if you want to do that in the most efficient way possible to make yourself be a better person and feel better every day, this is the way to do it. You can get to that goal and you can feel good, but it's a lot of work and a lot of discipline, which is the last part of this episode. You can't go do an ice bath tomorrow and get done with it and be like, fuck, that sucked. I'm not going to do that again. I don't see any benefits I got out of that. Well, how long did you do it for? You did it for one fucking day? That, like, that's not enough. Do it for 10 days. See how you feel after that. If it still fucking sucks and you hate it and you're not getting anything out of it, then yeah, maybe it's not the thing for you. And it's the same for anything else with the exercise stuff. But the point is, is that you need to have discipline in these specific areas to make sure that you can reap the benefits. If you have discipline in this stuff, nothing else is going to be more difficult than that thing. Nothing else. When I do an ice bath at six in the fucking morning, nothing throughout my day is going to be more difficult than when I first put my feet in that ice bath. And I think to myself, well, now I have to sit down and get this water up to my neck. That's fucking 40 degrees. And sit there for 10 minutes. Nothing else is going to be more difficult than that thing. And if I can get through that, the mental clarity and the, the, the ability to make decisions and act on decisions in a clear and thoughtful manner is far easier than it was without that sort of thing. So discipline is everything. If you can apply discipline in these 
extremely difficult things. It's hard to get really good sleep, even though our bed is right there. It's hard not to scroll on reels or TikTok when you're laying in bed. It's hard not to stay up an hour past your bedtime playing a video game with your friends because it's fun. And the reason why it's hard to do that is because you're getting that dopamine rush. You're you're hitting that dopamine button and just getting that feel-good feeling by doing that sort of thing. It's difficult not to do that. It's difficult not to overeat and eat really bad things because a lot of those really bad things taste really good. So I understand these things are fucking difficult, but this is what discipline is all about. If you've gotten to this part of the episode, guess what? You're probably pretty fucking disciplined. You can apply these things and you can do it day in and day out. But in order to do that, you have to set up a plan, set up a schedule, get the fuck up and go do that thing. If you don't do that, you're not going to be able to be disciplined in the thing that you want to be disciplined in. And that's music production. If you can't be disciplined in these things, take care of yourself, then you're not going to be disciplined enough to make sure that your music is as good as it possibly can be. That being said, (laughs) there's many producers who don't do the things I've talked about that are really successful. And yes, that's great. They were able to be extremely disciplined in the thing that they love doing without having to put a ton of effort into anything else. And that is possible. But I'm only sharing this information and sharing this stuff with you because it's things that I have applied to myself and it has made my life and my experience of being a human that much better without needing this thing of music production or being a, a an extremely successful um, entrepreneur and like it's it's allowed me to appreciate all of the other things in my life that I was not appreciating before it's allowed me to understand people better and it's allowed me to relax more not get stressed out and deal with the day-to-day grind far better than if I didn't have that stuff that's it for today you guys thanks so much for hanging out and I'll talk to you next time take care